0: What would you like the power to
1: do? Mobile banking
0: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: This is the Joe and Amber podcast.
0: That is not a joke. There's
2: Pat Sajak and there's the rest of you losers. (laughs) And I'm one of them. Joe Fortenball, Joe and Amber, welcome to the show. We're presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you'll love. Visit Progressive.com slash careers. Amber Wilson not here today. She's big time. She stepped in with Max Kellerman this morning, left me down here in the filth, and I get to say hello to my man Tyler Foldrum from Daily Wager. Look at us
0: working together in person, face-to-face. Well, if you can trust anyone to join you in the filth, it would be me, my friend, and one thing I can trust, if there's anyone going to go down a Pat Sajak rabbit hole the way that you did, it would be Joe Fortenbaugh. not surprised you find out those dirty details on Sajak and the life he's living. He's incredible.
2: It's incredible. 36 days of work a year. Three months of the year they're off. In the nine months they tape, he flies in. He does does two days. Two weeks later he flies in. Vanna White, close second. She's making ten million a year. Same thing. Yep. Same thing. Process it.
0: I, I, I'm I'm in awe of uh, what they've done in terms of cultivating a career. I need to get in contact with their agents, figure that <laughs> out here, figure out how we can work less days at ESPN, get paid, probably still about one one-millionth of what say Jack and Vanna are making.
2: Talking about people getting paid, big news out of the uh, association, as they say, National Basketball Association. If you haven't heard, and I'm sure you have because we've been talking <laughs> about it all day, Bradley Beal is on the move. The deal's soon to be finalized. The former Washington Wizards star, heading to Phoenix to join Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Now, in exchange, Chris Paul, Landry Shamet are headed to Washington. On top of that, there's some pick swaps and some yeah, other stuff, right. but that's it. It's not the Rudy Gobert <laughs> trade. There's not four or five first-round picks heading over. There's no big star power moving over. It looks like Chris Paul could be on the move as well. I think there's two ways you look at it from Phoenix. I want to start with this. Six to one to win the championship next year third best in the NBA behind the defending champion denver nuggets and the boston celtics do you like the move does it make it better
0: uh, obviously i like adding a brad beal to kevin durant and devin booker however i don't like them being third shortest odds and from a gambling or betting perspective i think we found out over the last couple of years joe that if you have a top heavy roster even if it does have durant irving harden even if it does have durant cp3 booker now durant booker and beal That strips away a lot of the depth that has proven to be necessary to make runs and win 16 games in the playoffs. That's not the way Denver's built. Denver's built with an elite, elite, elite superstar, MVP, Nicole Jokic, and perennial all-star in Jamal Murray, who's like a B-plus, A-minus superstar, and then a bunch of guys who know their role. Michael Porter Jr. is going to shoot and try and use his size. KCP is going to shoot and try and play some defense. Aaron Gordon's going to play some defense and be athletic. Like The Milwaukee Bucks, the way they're built, winning their championship recently over the Phoenix Suns, ironically enough i think you need to have more depth than what phoenix is going to have this upcoming season
2: so on one hand when you look at it and you ask yourself was it a good trade it's like how is it not a good trade you were gonna get rid of chris paul anyway landry Shamit, fine a couple of pick swaps you get bradley Beal, who's a fantastic player the trade itself looks great in terms of just deal making but when he comes in you already have playmakers <laughs> and scoring what you, you added what you were already strong right. at like you're talking about depth being a problem Defense. They need three and D wings. Agree. And now Agree. you have Booker, Paul, Aiton, and Durant taking up over hundred and sixty million dollars a cap. DeAndre Aiton's got to be on the move, right?
0: Well, apparently he was potentially asked for by the Wizards and the Wizard or the Sun said no. So I, I, I think Phoenix logically speaking, wants to keep someone like DeAndre because there's some depth. But that's an expensive depth piece. Would that money be better allocated between two or three players? I'm not sure. I just know this. I'm not interested in betting the Phoenix Suns. I'm not interested in prognosticating on any radio show or TV show that they are going to win the West. I think there's too much talent. There's too many good teams in that conference where if Book gets hurt, Durant gets hurt or Beal gets hurt. I mean, which all of them did last year. (laughs) Exactly. All of them did. They're not exactly, you know, A.C. Green back in the day playing every (laughs) single game. Uh, This is like A.C. Green. (laughs) This is a team that I think is walking too fine of a, a, a edge or too fine of a sword where one little mishap, one little injury is going to cost them. Plus, I just as is, I don't think they're deep enough to compete. If this were Pat Riley making this move, as
2: savvy as he is. I'd sit there and I'd say, I might not see this right, but Riley obviously knows mm-hmm. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. This feels like it's new Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, coming right. in. He wants to put a stamp on the team, not to say he's doing anything wrong, but getting overly aggressive early on, bringing in a bunch of star power, and you've got it. But like you said, thin margins for error. When you get to the playoffs, we'll say when. Say you go in as a two-seed. You're going to need to win 16 games, and you're not going to be sweeping four opponents in a row. So the reality is can you stay healthy through all of that because one injury derails everything. They didn't have the depth. This is a very compelling team, but they didn't have the depth last year and that's still going to be a problem this
0: season. Going to be fun to watch, going to be fun to bet their games. Oh, I think yeah. they're going to score a lot and a ton of scoring. a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, overs. I think there's going to be a lot of overs, but What's if- the total the first time they play the Kings? Two, five hundred. I mean, it's going to be Two forty-five, that's just the first half. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, They're going to be entertaining. There's no doubt about that. And I understand the swing. Accumulate as many stars as possible, but I don't know if this is the best team build with the way the NBA has uh, turned the last couple of years. Kendrick Perkins is going to join us in about 21 minutes to break this down.
2: Draymond Green, Zion Williamson, and everything in between. That is 21 minutes from now, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Amber out today. My man, Tyler Folgen sitting in. On the flip side, quickly, how bad, how bad did Washington bungle this? They yeah. moved him a year ago. Yeah. You get into position for Wembanyana. Yeah. They got
0: nothing. If... You didn't have the foresight to understand if there was one year maybe in the history of the game <laughs> right? to tank, it was this year. Maybe even more so than LeBron. I mean, you know or I think LeBron stands in the all-time pantheon. You but love him. Uncomfortably I, 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 so. I have an uncomfortable amount of love for LeBron. <laughs> I think he actually has things figured out more than Pat Sajak in life, as crazy as that is. Okay, careful now. <laughs> but Victor Wimbanyama. Here are just the facts. He's seven foot four, and he can shoot like Kevin Durant, and he can handle kind of like a Kyrie Irving light. So that, that you just don't see that in a, a bag of one human. He's kind of an alien. So if he realizes his potential, you could be talking about one of the top five, three, maybe greatest basketball player of all time. You should have tried to bungle it or tank for this oh. draft. I'm sorry. Whatever's coming in 2024 is not going to be Women Yama.
2: They gave him that that no trade clause the full no trade clause and it was a complete disaster for them what they could have gotten instead of what they did got, get they're gonna to have to put that in the rearview mirror as fast as possible he's tyler Foljam, i'm joe Fortenball, draymond green and the golden state warriors a very interesting domino has fallen as to whether or not this dynasty still has a chance moving forward we're going to talk about that next joe and amber espn radio
1: joe and amber the podcast
2: Monday, extraordinary to have you with us today, Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, Amber Wilson got called up to the bigs today, she was working with Kellerman on the morning show, Tyler Foljam, my guy from Daily Wager, ESPN2, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, boom, that's how you plug, he's in the studio with me today, I haven't done a radio show with a human being in person, (laughs) it feels like in five years, so it's great to be doing this. Draymond Green is the topic of conversation, and we're going to talk to Kendrick Perkins about that in 14 minutes, as well as Zion Williamson, because there are some reports that he's on the move by Thursday. We'll break all that down. News out of the association, the Bay Area. Draymond Green opting out of his twenty seven point six million dollar player option today. He will enter unrestricted free agency. Let's go some through some of the nerdy stuff as you and I like first. Mm-hmm. Here is Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider on the why.
0: I always say this, whenever a player declines a, an, a, an option that's $27, 28000000
2: million, you have something in your back pocket. You're never going to leave $28 million on the table to go out searching for a deal and be stranded at the altar here. So I would say worst case scenario. And if he wants to go shop it, that he comes back on a one year, twenty eight million dollar deal in Golden State here. So I'm not I'm not surprised here. I think it's just interesting if it's not Golden State, which I do th- still think it is, like who is it? Like who out of these rebuilding teams with cap space like Detroit or Houston would be willing to throw out uh, significant money to a player and and is there a team out there that actually would, you know, entertain a, you know, sign and trade? I find it hard to believe that professional athletes in America would have a deal already figured out in (laughs) advance. Doesn't that sound unrealistic? No.
0: (laughs) Right? Draymond's not talking with other teams, front offices, friends around the league. Um, I agree with Bobby. There's got to be something else that he's at least pondering because that's the only motive that makes sense as to pass up $28 million willfully in the player option. We know he's big – Big big fans and friends with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He's Here we represented go. by Clutch Sports and Rich Paul. And I don't know the machinations, the cap workings, the the assets that would need to be moved, because I don't think he's gonna just go sign with the the Lakers for a veteran minimum. But it is interesting that now Chris Paul, another noted friend of LeBron James, and Draymond Green, noted friend of LeBron James, are kind of available. Draymond, definitely. See, Inflate DT, the banana we, boat. We, we would Here likely, we go. It's likely that he's not going to play with Washington this year. So um, <laughs> I I don't know if I like that if I'm a Laker fan, but those are the possibilities that started stewing in my head. Bobby said Houston, Detroit. Would Draymond want to go do that? I know he's from the Motor City area, but I can't imagine at this point in his career he'd want to take that amount of money to go wallow away with those franchises money is obviously a big thing
2: here but i don't think it's about getting every last dollar it's just hey there's 27.6 million as a player option or there's a three to five year deal out right. there and in the nba it's fully guaranteed yeah, that's true so that's the true. entire duration of that maybe it's 20 million a year so it's less but if it's over five years it's 100 million boom you got the bag i don't know why it would be houston i you can't be a part of a dynasty and then go to the <laughs> dreck of the NBA and lose. He's
0: not a patient man. He's not the type of guy that would be able to handle it. Let, let me ask you a question. Since you worked in the Bay Area and you know this team and you know Draymond uh, very well, how likely is it in your eyes that he and or the organization are just done with each other because of what happened this season? They have acknowledged that the punch, the friction, created by one of their team leaders, the heart and soul of their defense, etc on Jordan Poole at the beginning of the year they never really recovered from it. and it was evident you could see it on the floor the oh, team yeah. was wretched on the road they couldn't win on the road and that's where the bonding happens their, yeah narrative and professional sports that's where you're closest with your bros on the road away with the fr- away from the family so i do think there is some legit smoke to him just Or the organization saying, we're done. This chapter, thank you for all you've done for me. Thank you for all you've done for me. we got our rings. you got your money. But it's done with. Do you think that's possible? Okay,
2: so here's Mike Dunleavy Jr., the new general manager of the Golden State Warriors. He just took over for Bob Myers. He said, and this is today, quote, we really want Draymond back. What he means in terms of this organization and this team winning at the highest level. We feel like we have to have him. Now, either way, you have to say that. You can't just be like, good riddance. That would look terrible. (laughs) So we have to ask ourselves, do we believe that the organization wants to bring him back? He's still a very good defender. He's a facilitator, high basketball IQ. Or this player option, him opting out, is the absolute gift to them saying, he's done. He's moving on, and you can move past him. I I think he's going to come back to Golden State. I think that's what ends up happening. The Lakers obviously being in play. Could it be anybody else? Could you see anyone else where he – because he's going to want to compete. I do not see a a situation where he
0: is going to want to be part of a rebuild. I do think strictly from a basketball X's and O's and financial situation, Golden State clearly makes the most sense. But there is this other variable that is – draymond standing with that organization and within that locker room i think if that never happened i think the options already picked up i think he's back in golden state because i i think that makes the most sense but there is something telling me that one or both sides are kind of just done with each other at this point it feels like if jordan Poole had played a lot better last year and he was kind
2: of like it's a him or me sure. sort of thing then they're moving on because green's aging mm-hmm. but Poole wasn't very good at all And the word out of the Bay Area is that they're shopping Jonathan Kaminga, a top 10 pick from a couple years ago. Moses Moody hasn't really panned out. The number two pick a few years ago being spent on uh, James Wiseman Mm -hmm. was a complete disaster. They Mm -hmm. couldn't get him on the floor. And now you get the situation here with Jordan Poole where they gave him over $100 million. And it's not going to be what they thought it was going to be. So maybe they're looking to move all these guys. There was a rumor that they might try to bring in Bradley Beal, but I don't know financially how to right. make that work. So, yeah, I, I would say that I think they would want
0: to bring him back. Him leaving would be would be shocking. It would just be shocking. Again, if this pool situation ever happened, I would say there's a 95% chance he's back with Golden State this year. But because of that element, I think it's closer to 50 60%. I Are think they both 60- back? Do you think Green and Poole are back? Do you think they can yeah, put it behind them? Yeah, I would be 95% had the incident never happened. I think now that the incident has happened, and I don't think Poole's going anywhere with that contract. I don't think he's attractive to anyone else in the league. I think Green actually is a little bit more attractive. I think it's down closer to 50-60%, but that's crazy because he's been a central part of this triumvirate yeah. that and at one point, a quartet that has been a dynasty in the NBA over the past seven, eight, nine years.
2: He's Tyler Fulgham. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Kendrick Perkins set to Join us in about eight minutes to talk everything in between Zion Williamson, Draymond Green, the Bradley Beal trade. We're going to cover it all with Big Perk. I don't know if we can get any deadbolt locks. I know he's our guy with <laughs> deadbolt try. locks. If there's no games.
0: I, well, I'm sure he dabbles in the futures market. We know Perk has got some DGN in him. Okay. You know? He's got a lot of DGN in him. That's got got what I love D-gen about him. him. That's why we love him. So I... I would bet we could get a dead bolt lock out of him in the futures market. Futures some way, some market, out. okay. Well, we know what one dead bolt lock is. Victor Wembenyama is going number one overall. It's like
2: minus twenty thousand. If you risk, <laughs> I, we we did this math on Friday on the show. If you risk a million dollars, I think you bring home something like five thousand, something like that. I'm not doing the math right, but Anita was breaking it down. I was, was only half paying getting- attention. So that was the situation we were dealing with. We, what do we got? Tech issues here? Tech issues. We got extra people in the studio. <laughs> I haven't done radio with other human beings in so long, and now we've got everyone involved. This is a fantastic thing. Tyler Folger, Joe Fornbaugh, Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. All right. So if you're the Golden State Warriors, one of the rumors that's coming out of the Bay, I'm not sure this is the case, but Bob Meyer's gone. Mike Dunleavy Jr. stepping up into the GM right, spot. Right. It's starting to feel, some people believe, that Joe Lacob the owner, mm-hmm. is going to have a much more involved oh. hand in terms of personnel decisions. Whereas they used to leave this to the basketball guys, especially early on when Jerry West was there, sure, sure. Bob Myers, the team that Travis Schlenk, who used to be the GM of the uh, Atlanta Hawks, he was the assistant GM there. Now the thought process is that Joe's
0: getting involved and that he's going to be making some so decisions. So he's kind of caught the Jerry Jones bug. A little, a bit, little bit, it looks he, like. He's looked at Jerry down there in Dallas and said, "Boy, that looks fun. I pay all this money <laughs> to have this franchise. I Might as well do something with it. Might as well play the game."
2: Funny story about Lakeup. I'm working in the Bay Area. They're opening the brand new Chase Center. They have a bunch of radio shows come out in the morning and get to sit on the court and do the radio show. Mm-hmm. Joe comes over to do an interview with us. He's wearing a classic, you know, business shirt, just starched collar. It's tucked Kinda into like what you're wearing right yeah, now. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> just uh, probably much more expensive. <laughs> but it's tucked into basketball warm-up pants. Uh. And he sits down and I'm like, Joe, I got to tell you, I go, this is fantastic. If I was an owner and had your net worth, I'd be doing the same thing. (laughs) And as I'm doing that, all the PR people are behind him waving. They're going, no, 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 no. What are you doing? I'm like, what's the problem? And he goes, oh, the only reason I'm wearing this is I was coming out of the restroom and I got my pants caught on the hook and it ripped my pants. So that's why I put this on. So he wasn't trying to make any sort of statement. And I, of course, inserting foot into right, mouth right. with a man who's worth yeah. a championships rings. He paid for the stadium himself. <laughs> that was a nice conversation I had with Joe Leo. Well done, Fortinball. Yeah, well done indeed. He's Tyler Foljam. I'm Joe Fortinball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson got the call up to Kellerman earlier today. So Tyler's filling in. Zion, is he going to be a Pelican by the time the draft on Thursday night rolls around? We're going to talk about that next. Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio.
1: Joe and Amber, the podcast.
2: Kyon Williamson has he played his final game with the New Orleans Pelicans? We're going to talk about that with Kendrick Perkins in just a moment, alongside Tyler Foljam. I'm Joe Fortenbaugh. Amber Wilson out today. How about some pizza money?
1: Pizza money alert!
2: Pizza, pizza! First, the accounting. When you factor in the futures bets on the U.S. Open, which did not hit, we're one in four last show out. Minus 2.35 units. Overall, as a show since January, 145 wins, 137 defeats, two ties, plus 8.79 units. Only one bet for tonight. It's the Minnesota Twins minus 145 over the Boston Red Sox. This is a situational play. The Red Sox had a doubleheader at home against the Yankees yesterday. The second of those two games was Sunday night baseball. Now they have to turn around, go on the road the next day, and play the Minnesota Twins. Teams this year that have played at home on Sunday Night Baseball and then had to turn around and play a road game the next day on Monday are one in five. We're betting into that trend. Minnesota minus 145 over the Boston Red Sox. Adrian Wojnarowski reports that Bradley Beal will be traded to the Phoenix Suns. A player who is going to be making 50, 53, 57 million dollars in the last three years of his deal. That
3: combined led them to Phoenix. Let's
2: go to the phones. Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, kind enough to join us here on Joe and Amber. Big Perk, we appreciate the time. Tyler Folgium is riding shotgun with me today. Let's start with this, the Bradley Beal trade. He's headed to Phoenix. We got a new big three, but is it good enough to put them over the top past the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference?
3: Absolutely. And look, Shout out to James Jones and... Isaiah Thomas out here selling used cars to bring back Rolls-Royce. <laughs> because that's exactly what just happened. And here's the thing. I think a lot of people forget because of, you know, Bradley Bill, you know, being injured and, you know, things to that nature over the last two years that Brad uh, Brad is one of the most prolific scorers in the game today. And uh, the one thing that's underrated about all three of those guys is that they're underrated playmakers. When you look at KD, we saw his stint with the Brooklyn Nets uh, when Kyrie and James were out. I mean, he was, he was double-figure assists every single night when we saw Devin Booker take the lead, Bradley Beal. So it's going to work, and it's going to work out just fine. I mean, that's too much offensive firepower. And we're talking about three guys that are gym rats. So they will be available and they will make it work. All
0: right, Perk, it's your boy Tyler over here. always love chopping it up in the association with you. I hear you say it's going to work and I completely understand the firepower this squad is going to bring to the court every single night. But for those who may not believe or for those who want to throw a wet blanket on it, what potential problems could arise if the Suns don't realize their potential this season what do you think are some possible reasons why that may have
3: happened? Well, 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 one, we all have to calm down a little bit, keep a cool booty, because they're just getting started. <laughs> so they made the move for Bradley Beal. So obviously KD, Bradley Beal, and Devin Book is the foundation. Now they need to see how they're going to fill in the blanks. Are they going to keep DeAndre Ayton? Are they going to trade him and get a couple of players back? That's all up for grabs. Teams have been calling in for them. How can you improve the depth on your uh, bench? Is there going to be guys out there that are going to be willing to take, uh, you know, bet minimums and things to that nature? And obviously, when we look at the Phoenix Suns and the ownership group, they're not afraid to spend money. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing that could get in Phoenix' way is them not willing to sacrifice. And if you look at all the big threes, if you look at KG, Paul, and Ray, KG came in the first day of training camp and said, hey, Doc, run the offense through Paul and Ray. I'll be the third option if you need me. I I, I still can get a bucket on the low block. Eventually, when Miami Heat turned the corner, D-Wade went to Brown and said, nah, man, this is your team. And once they did that, all of a sudden they won the two championships. When KD went to the Warriors, Steph took a back seat and said, This is your team. It's gonna be time now for KD to actually set that tone. Take a back seat to Devin Booker and Bradley Bill scoring wise and just make sure he does the other things. And that's rebounding the ball, blocking shots, putting up about twenty to twenty five points a night, and letting those guys get most of the shot at him.
2: Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, joining Joe Fortinball and Tyler Foljam here on ESPN Radio. On the flip side, how bad does this look for Washington? Beal was seemingly on the trade, the trade block for years. They never got anything done, and when it finally goes down, it's just such a small return on the investment.
3: Well, it seems small now, but me knowing Winger, uh, I've been knowing him since 2011. He was with me in Oklahoma City. He, he learned from under Sam Preston. He's going to build through the draft. He's going to build through his young players. And it's a lot of young talent that is coming up uh, right now, whether it's, uh, you know, international players or whether it's, you know, high school players right now that are in their junior, senior year, that are going to be going to college next year or starting their senior year. It's prospects out there. That can actually that's gonna be coming into the league that are gonna be franchise caliber players. Yeah, we're seeing that right now with the top three draft picks in this year's draft.
0: Kendra Perkins with us here on ESPN Radio Perk. Let's switch over to the big news from today, not this week, and that's Draymond Green declining his twenty seven and a half million dollar player option with the Golden State Warriors. Joe and I were discussing it earlier on the show. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Ultimately, where do you think he's playing next year?
3: You know what, I, I believe that Golden State gets it done uh and and get and, and match and, and come to some type of agreement, whatever that is for Draymond. Uh because let me, let me make this clear. Draymond Green outside of Steph Curry is the second most important is the second most important player on that Warriors team over Clay, Wiggins, Poole, you name it. Draymond Green is next to Steph Curry. So they got to make sure they do everything in their power. Now, if they don't want to pay them, they have teams out there like the Memphis Grizzlies, who have serious interest in them, uh, the Detroit Pistons, who also have serious interest in them. And you have the Dallas Mavericks, who are, who are sneaky door that we need to watch out for. But if I'm Draymond Green, I won all the NBA champ, I want four NBA titles. Um, I'm, I'm a two-time Olympic gold winner, one defensive player of the year. He's getting up in age. I would tell him to take the most dollars he possibly can because I strongly believe that this could be his last big contract.
2: On the other side of the equation, in New Orleans, the Pelicans have a big decision to make regarding Zion Williamson. There are some Ooh. reports out there that perhaps maybe his time with the team is done what do you think the future holds? Is he staying in New Orleans, and if he's leaving, who do you think is a contender to try to acquire his services?
3: Well, to be honest, I, if I'm David Griffin, I wouldn't even think twice. Uh, at this point, I've been patient enough with Zion. His availability is one thing, but all the stuff that's been circulating and happening outside of basketball is another. And so now you've got to ask yourself, can we trust him? And with the group of young guys that the Pelicans have over there, they have a nice core and a nice great foundation. They can't let one guy mess that up. And I can and I understand people saying Zion is a generational talent. He is when he's healthy and he's available, but it's too much going on right now. And if I'm if I'm if I'm the Pelicans, I'm doing everything in my power to continue to talk to the Hornets. And in the Blazers to see if I could work something out, preferably the Blazers. I would like to see Zion go over there with Dame. I think that would make Dame happy, and I would also like to see, you know, a Scoot Henderson, a Scoot Henderson get picked up and be up playing alongside of Brandon Ingram.
0: Kendrick Perkins with us here on ESPN Radio. It's Tyler Fulgum and Joe Fortenbaugh. I'm filling in for Amber Wilson here and Perk one thing i love about having you on daily wager when you join us is you're always ready for some quick lettuce you're always trying to find (laughs) a great bet as you would call it your signature phrase a dead bolt lock lock. yeah Mm -hmm. right we don't have any gains to wager on tonight but there is the futures market like MVP, next year's champ, or maybe even rookie of the year with Wimben being the number one pick we know to San Antonio. Uh, is there anything close to a deadbolt lock right now in June, as crazy as that sounds, for next year's NBA season? Yep. Yeah, you, you know what? Guess what? I'm going to tell you what's a deadbolt
3: lock. You could book it right now. Luka Doncic will be... Next year's MVP. Ooh. That's a dead boat
1: lock.
3: Luke, Luca, but out because I want y'all to realize this. He came into this season as the favorite, right? Mm. Vegas had him as the favorite to win it. A lot of ESPN polls had him as the favorite. Luca underachieved, in my opinion. The Dallas Mavericks underachieved. I've been seeing Luca hitting the stairs. I've been seeing. Luca get back to skinny Luca. Luca's <laughs> gonna come back on the mission next year. Kylie Urban is gonna be back, I, b- I believe. And I think Luca's gonna take the world by storm. I think he's gonna have a career year next year, and I believe Luca will win MVP.
2: Luca to win MVP the deadbolt lock. Kendrick Perkins never disappoints ESPN, mm-hmm. NBA analyst. Big Perk, we appreciate the time, man. Have a great night.
3: All right, I appreciate y'all, fellas. I have a good one.
2: Ooh, that's an interesting one. Draymond being the second most important yeah. warrior. I know some yeah. might not agree. Yeah. I think that's the case with the basketball IQ and the Zion Williamson situation. To Portland? Is that the best spot? We'll open up the phones. Triple say ESPN. If you're the Pelicans, are you dealing Zion Williamson? And if you're on the other end, are you making the call? Put on your GM hat. Triple say ESPN. He's Tyler Folger. I'm Joe Fornball. We're back with that next here on ESPN Radio.
1: Joe and Amber, the podcast.
2: Amber Wilson was called up to the bigs today. She was working with Max Kellerman on the morning show. So I've had to go down the bench. I brought my guy, Tyler Folgerman from Daily Wager today. Tyler Folgerman, Joe Fornball here on Joe and Amber. And it's time for the progressive NBA snapshot. Zion Williamson, rumors are starting to circulate that his time in New Orleans may be coming to an end. James, let me bring you on right now. You got the mic? Do we have the audio of the rumors from Bill Simmons? We do not, know. We do not. Okay. So Bill Simmons on his podcast over at The Ringer was talking about this, basically paraphrasing. He's heard from sources that by Thursday, which is the NBA draft, Mm -hmm. Zion Williamson will no longer be. With the New Orleans Pelicans, this is the right move. Do you think if you're New Orleans, it's time to cut bait?
0: Really, really difficult to say um, because when Zion has been available for the Pelicans, he's been objectively awesome. Yes. I, uh, some could argue he has been better for the minutes, the quality of the minutes he's put on the floor for the Pelicans have been better than the quality for the minutes that John Morant's put on the floor for the Grizzlies. Now, Morant's put way more way, been more, way more available, and that team's had a little more success, but Zion has been objectively awesome. His efficiency is outstanding. He can't be stopped when he's in the paint. He gives you 25, 30 points on 60% shooting. That's like That's the Wilt and Kareem <laughs> level efficiency. He's a Much better passer than given credit for, and he worked his way into being, you know, a competent defender just with that size and athleticism alone. The caveat, however, of course, has always been the availability. Now the decision-making is coming into that with all the issues with Zion's personal life off the floor. So I think if I am trying to build a championship contender... There's enough value left in Zion as an asset to the team that I do try and move him, And I build around C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram because those are still two pretty good players. I think you can bring in some more depth around them. I don't think they'll be by far the most talented roster in the NBA, but at this point, I think I would just try to extract as much value out of the um, contract and player that Zion is and let it be someone else's a headache, which could come back to bite you because he could turn into be a, turn out to be a superstar, but... A couple things have to fall into place for that to be the case, and I'd be willing to make that gamble, Joe. If you're in New Orleans, you have to wonder
2: if the Bradley Beal situation has moved your timeline up a little bit. Like for years, when I was working in the Bay Area for years, everyone, uh, Bradley Beal, bring Bradley Beal in to join Clay Thompson, to join Seth Curry, to join Draymond Green. Bradley Beal was rumored to be on the block for years because he's a star talent on a bad team. That's just what we do with these Mm -hmm. rumors. So he never moves. And when they finally move him, which just happened this weekend, he's going to the Phoenix Suns. We'll be talking more about that in about 10 minutes here on ESPN Radio. He's cut, Nothing's coming back. Chris Paul, who you're not going to keep, Landry, Shamit, a bunch of pick swaps. You're not getting a whole lot. You're simply moving on from the contract that had the guaranteed Uh, no trade clause in there, the $250 million. So I wonder if you're in New Orleans now, you're seeing that and thinking, look, we don't want to screw around with this. Let's get him out of here while we can get as much as we can, and then we move on.
0: And and there's also been throughout Zion's career rumors that he doesn't really want to stay in New Orleans. He wants to go to a bigger market. He wants a New York. He wants an L.A. He wants a Chicago. So I'm sure the front office has a better grasp on the level of truth to those rumors but i can see that being the case if you are one of the most marketable names in all of basketball no offense to new orleans which you and i have probably had some great nights love new occasions, orleans. Love a new orleans. great place to go separate and have a great time no doubt about it i love the city it is one of the most unique cities not just in america but in the entire world yes however from a business perspective I'm zion williamson I have much more value in New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles somewhere else. So I understand that that, there may be some grains of truth to Zion wanting to be out of there and, and be someone else's headache, so to speak. So if I'm New Orleans... At this point, yeah, I'm pulling the trigger and I'm going to try to the best of my ability to extract as much value as possible out of um, the player that is Zion Williamson. The Charlotte
2: Hornets are in an interesting situation because they have the number two pick in Thursday's Mm -hmm. draft. And there's a lot of reports that are circulating that that pick's open for business. They just brought back Scoot Henderson. They brought back Brandon Miller, the two guys who are in contention. They gave him extra workouts. They've had additional meetings. Rumor floating around that New Orleans might want to trade up because they're interested in Scoot Henderson because they want to pair him with Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Counter rumor is that Charlotte's not interested in Zion Williamson. They're interested in Brandon Ingram to put him alongside LaMelo Ball, which shows how far he's fallen. You have to be ultra convinced as an organization that if you're going to try to bring in Zion Williamson, you can get him to care, to diet, to put the work in and care about basketball. He has missed more than 60% of his games since he's been in the NBA. Of the grand total amount of games he could have played over the four years he's been in
0: the NBA, he's missed over 60%. Like, you need the buy-in. That's an issue. That's an absolute issue. And the same issue I was just talking about with your value as a brand in New Orleans is not alleviated in Charlotte. If I'm Charlotte and I bring in Zion, I need affirmations that, okay, you're not going to be concerned that this is a smaller market compared to some other around the NBA. So... I would, if I'm Charlotte, be more interested in Brandon Ingram, quite frankly, than Zion Williamson, because Ingram has been more available and is a, you know, very good, high level star player, way more of a pro. I think Zion fits alongside LaMelo Ball much better because catching lobs from LaMelo and them getting up on the break would certainly be something. But if I'm Charlotte, I would certainly want Brandon Ingram. If I'm New Orleans, I'd rather keep Brandon Ingram. So it's... It's going to be that loggerheads of negotiation. He's Tyler Folgium. I'm Joe Fortenball.
2: This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Thank you for joining us this evening. If the issue in New Orleans is that maybe the city's not big enough, maybe it's just not a big enough market. Right. Per- Kendrick Perkins was just on with us. He suggested Portland. Portland's not gonna change that. Portland another great city. I drank in some fine Pinot Noir there. (laughs) The food trucks are fantastic. But the reality is it's not gonna change there either. If you're the Knicks, do you take a shot here? Like who's the type of team that gets involved that thinks
0: they can they can fix this situation? I hate to say this because again, this would be kind of an issue that stems from some things that are going on in his personal life, but Houston Houston is a large city. Houston has youth that he could grow with. Now, I don't know how he fits alongside Jalen Green and Jabari Smith. Alperin Shangun, the big man, I think is one of the... People probably don't know him, but he is a, he is not Nikola Jokic. I'm not saying that. But he plays the game yeah, please similarly. don't say that. I'm not. He plays the okay. game He wins similarly. Now, he wins far less than Nikola Jokic, <laughs> but it is fun to watch this guy pass the way he does as a big man, get up and down the floor and score and rebound. He can get triple-doubles. So, Houston... May make more business sense, but boy, that's a a lot of risk if you're the Rockets. I
2: mean, it's an all-time buy-low spot. I talk about the book Soccernomics all the Mm -hmm. time. It's basically the money ball of European soccer. They talk about how the clubs who don't have the cash to compete, what they do to compete. And they find guys who are hurt, guys who are good but coming off bad seasons, and they buy low. Distressed assets. Zion is an incredible buy-low asset right now if you believe you can get him involved, if you believe you can get him on the diet. But at the same time, you're... The contract isn't nearly as bad as, like, the Bradley Beal situation.
0: If I'm Portland and I have Dame, I might trust him to be that big brother, but that's still a big if. Brought to you by
2: Progressive Insurance. This segment was. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. The Suns get Bradley Beal, but does that fix the problems we saw against the Nuggets? He's Tyler Fulgham. I'm Joe Fortinball.
3: That's next on ESPN Radio.
1: Joe and Amber, the podcast.